Hey guys, welcome to Life's Hike Podcast. I am so excited because this is the first episode. Let's go. I hope you guys had the most blessed Christmas and New Year's. I just want to say I love being around my family for the holidays and everything, but let's be honest, the food is another story. Um, if you guys have big Christmas dinners like I do, you know that even if you are full, one plate is just not enough. But anyways, for today's episode, I felt that it was a great way to start off this new year and with the first episode to remind you of the character of God. So I've been walking in an unknown territory for months now, and I'm sure for the last like two years, everybody could say the same, but there was a deep, dark place that I reached and I really lost sight of God's character. But even throughout that time, God continued to remind me and show me who he is. And even that in itself showed me how much he actually cares about me. So one thing I really love is nature. And I love it because it shows me the nearness of God. And it also shows me his glory, his splendor, and his power. And God is in all creation. He is not hidden. And this is a first reminder for you guys today. I encourage you guys to stop and pause for a moment and look around. From the frost rising up from the ground, the buds on the trees, each and every snowflake, not one of them the same. The sound of people laughing, people crying, the birds chirping, the wind blowing, the stillness of the world while everyone's asleep, and the loudness of the highway when everyone is on their way to work. God's voice is in all of creation, the silence and the noise. I love that song from Dante Bow, Stephanie Gretzinger, and Chandler Moore, The Voice of God, Go Get a Listen. It is so, so good. And he is always there, even if you don't feel it. There's evidence everywhere that we look, from the rising of the sun to the setting same. The sunset to me is like God's beautiful reminder that he is with us. And just like the sunrise and sunset always show up, he always shows up. And even ourselves, we are temples of the Holy Spirit and God lives in us. So the very breath we breathe is his Our heartbeat and the blood flowing through our veins is from him. So whenever you feel that God isn't around, just look around. You can't run from his presence. You can't hide. And there's nowhere you can go that he isn't. And one thing I just want to say is if God cares about every little sparrow, how much more do you think that he cares for you? The next thing that I want to talk about is God doesn't miss a thing. There are a billion prayers at his feet every single day. A billion problems, people's agendas. He stills the ocean waters and stirs them up. He places every star in a particular place. He keeps the wind hidden until it's time to be released. But even in the midst of all of that, he sees you and knows you by name. Like, how cool is that? This mighty God, he, he sees us and knows us by name. He knows when you rise up in the morning to when you lay your head down at night. 
And a good story for this reminder is of the woman who suffered for 12 years, which is in Luke 8:43 to 48. And it says, And a woman who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had spent all her money on physicians and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him, which is Jesus, and touched the fringe of his rope. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Jesus said, Who touched me? While they were all denying it, Peter and those who were with him said, Master, the people are crowding and pushing against you. But Jesus said, Someone did touch me because I was aware that power to heal had gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came up trembling and fell down before him. She declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has made you well. Go in peace. I love that part that says that she had not escaped notice. Even though Jesus is being pressed in from every side from the massive crowd, he still knew someone in particular touched his robe, and not just his robe, but the fringe of his robe. He saw the one woman no one else did. It's just such a perfect story for this reminder that God doesn't miss a thing. And speaking of God doesn't miss a thing, I'm sure, just like me, you've had those moments where it feels like God has exited the building You feel like your prayers are just floating in the air with nowhere to go. And you tried calling that heaven hotline, but it just keeps ringing and no one picks up. One thing that I want to tell you is that he hears what you say every single time. And that every word counts. He doesn't miss any words you say or any prayers you pray. He doesn't miss the tears rolling down your face or your pain. He doesn't miss the cries in the silence. And that really helped me. That reminder helped me when I was in my dark place because I felt like everything that I was, like I was crying out to God and I just felt like it was going nowhere. And just hearing that, that he hears what I say every single time, it's changed my perspective. I always felt like, I had to repeat everything I said time and time and time again and just over and over and over again. But I was like, but he heard me the first time. He knows. He hears my cries to him. And even a simple whisper of his name, Jesus, and he's right there, like just Jesus, and he's here with us. And please believe me when I say this, that even if you don't feel him, He is with you, period. And that is a promise that he will never leave you or forsake you. And as I was going through my stuff and many times in my life when in the moment it just felt like I was so alone and I look back, I'm like, holy crap, like Jesus was literally with me. And like, I didn't feel him in that time. And that's why I'm saying to believe me that if you don't feel him, like you're going to look back at that time and you're going to be like, wow, like Jesus was with me. He is with you right now. And I like this verse in Micah 7, 4. But as for me, I will look expectantly for the Lord. And with confidence in him, I will keep watch. I will wait with confident expectation 
for the God of my salvation, my God will hear me. And we can always have that confident expectation because he will always show up. He will always be listening, speaking, and moving. Another verse I wanted to add was Deuteronomy 4, 29-31. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and your soul. When you are in distress and tribulation and all these things come on you, in the latter days you will return to the Lord your God and listen to his voice. For the Lord your God is a merciful and compassionate God. He will not fail you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant with your fathers which he swore to them. He is so faithful to us. His faithfulness is beyond my understanding, guys. In in this previous season I've been walking in, I kind of view God as an angry God. I I always thought that he was just shaking his head, looking at me with so much disappointment. But I came to realize that that was not true. I am his daughter that he delights in. Nothing I do can change his love for me. He sees me as irreplaceable and the scars in his hands say that I am worth fighting for. God is slow to anger. He is compassionate. He is kind. He's loving, gracious, merciful, pure, generous, gentle, holy, perfect, patient, just, faithful, and God is love. Jesus died on the cross for you. And every moment of agonizing pain, he looked at you and he thought of you and said, you are worth fighting for. That hits me every time. <laughs> Crazy. And even in Jonah 4, 2, he says, Jonah says, I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. And when sinners turn to you, you revoke the sentence of disaster against them. One thing I've been learning in this season is to be honest with God when, when you're talking with him. Let's be honest, he knows us better than we know ourselves, and he knows everything that we are thinking and that we are feeling. And every time I've been really honest with God, it just it there's just this heaviness heaviness that just gets lifted. God is not afraid of your questions or your doubts or your feelings. And I honestly think he is happy when we are honest with him. Even though he knows what we're thinking and how we're feeling, I think it's really important to be honest with him and come to him and with honesty. And one thing I want to remind you is that Jesus understands. He came down into human form and walked in our shoes and went through everything that we could ever go through so that he could lift us up during our trials. So if anyone understands you, it's Jesus. And I love this verse so much in Hebrews 4, 15 to 16. It says, Jesus understands every weakness of ours because he was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. So whenever we are in need, we should come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. Therefore, we will be treated with undeserved kindness and we will find help. Jesus knew temptation, poverty, frustration, weariness, disappointment, rejection, sorrow, ridicule, and loneliness. Every 
physical, mental, spiritual battle you're going through, Jesus understands it. So, I'm reading this book called Stronger Than the Struggle by Havila Cunnington, I believe is how you say her name. And in the book she wrote, God's intentions towards you are always good. And that has stuck with me ever since. That his intentions are good, pure, and perfect. Nothing less. And these two verses go really well with this. Um, Jeremiah 29.11 and Romans 8.28. So in Jeremiah 29.11 it says, For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, but to give you hope and a future. And in Romans 8, 28 says, And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love him and those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. How good is that, guys? How freaking good is that? She also said in the book, like, I think she asked God, like, what is, what is trust or something like that? And he said, trust is trusting that my intentions are always good towards you and for me that like that rocked my boat man like I needed to hear that God does not have a purpose of disaster for us just like Jeremiah 29 11 says knowing that his intentions towards us are always good and I just want you guys to really like let that truth root down into your heart let that really soak down into your spirit tonight I saw this quote on Instagram a while back And it says, love isn't just something God does, but it's who he is. And we're going to end the podcast there. Thank you, guys. Um, No, just kidding. But wow, like so good. In John 3.16, it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. God didn't say that he gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever is perfect, put together, doesn't make mistakes, or so on, will not perish but have eternal life. But he said whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus showed that perfect unselfish love for us on the cross. I find it absolutely insane that blameless, innocent, perfect Jesus died the worst, most agonizing death. And all he asks is for us to trust, believe, and receive. And then I look in Galatians 2.16, and it says, Yet we know that a man is not justified and placed in right standing with God by the works of the law, but only through faith in God's beloved Son, Christ Jesus. Not by works, but by faith in him. Isn't that crazy? After everything that he does for us and everything that he did, he's simply asking, believe and trust in me and have faith in me. Like that is unselfish love. When I was in my really dark place this year, or I guess in 2021, because it's 2022 now, I was, yeah, like I said, I was in a really dark place and everything that I was doing I was trying to earn the love of God. I was trying to do all these things so that he would accept me and love me. I was begging him for, I was literally begging him to accept me and to love me. 
and I always was trying to come to him perfectly, trying to say the perfect words, the perfect prayers. But the thing was, <laughs> the thing is, is that you can't earn or deserve God's love, period. It's a gift that he is freely giving to us. And all we have to do is to receive it. And he's not looking for perfection. He just wants our heart. And Jesus was perfect, so we don't have to be. Because we couldn't be perfect. We can't be perfect, but Jesus is perfect. And his love never changes for us. His love isn't more or less based on what you do or who you are. It stays the same forever and for everyone. That unfailing, never-ending, unmeasurable, pure, perfect love. He loved us first from the very beginning of time. Remember that he died while we were still sinners. But we are still making mistakes. That just shows how much he loves us. And I just want to clarify that having a relationship with God, like, it isn't a one-way relationship. We, it's a two-way. We need to put effort in. God will always be putting effort into his relationship with us. But we also need to put effort in our relationship with him. Everything that I was doing was in the goal to earn God's love and get him to accept me when rather I just need to come to him receive his gracious gift and rest in it the things that we do for example like reading the word or praying it's not with the goal of earning his love or getting him to accept us but it's in the goal to help us grow deeper in our relationship with God to grow dependent on the one who we've been made dependent on i hope that all makes sense (laughs) um there's two parts in psalms 86 that i want to read out of so psalms 86 5 says for you O lord are good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness and overflowing in mercy to all those who call upon you And the second part is Psalms 86.15. But you, O Lord, are a God who protects and is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. How good is our God? God's love is not like the world's love. You can't find his love anywhere else. God's own agape, which means love, was revealed when he sent his one and only son into the world so that through him we could have life, which is in 1 John 4.9. Not only is God and Jesus' love for us beyond what we could ever imagine, but his grace and mercy is beyond measure and it's new every single day. Even though we are all undeserving of his love and his grace, that didn't stop him from taking our place on the cross. He was willing to lay his life and authority down for you, the highest king, the creator of all things. Every thorn piercing into his head, every whip, every nailed hammer into his hands and his feet, he thought of you, and the agonizing pain didn't stop him from finishing his mission for you. Sometimes I'm just like, God, like, why did you choose me? Why do you love me the way that you do? I don't think I will ever fully grasp it, but I am so grateful for who he is. I love him for who he is. 
Like, who am I that you love me? Who am I that you're mindful of me? Who am I that you call me yours? Who am I that you allow me to be a part of what you're doing? I just find that absolutely insane. In Luke 15, 1-7, it talks about how he will leave the 99 for the one stray. And I want to read it really quickly. It says, Now all the tax collectors and sinners, including non-observant Jews, were coming near Jesus to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began muttering and complaining, saying, This man accepts and welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Parable. What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which he has lost, searching until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. He calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. He will chase you down and pursue you, even if you aren't going to do the same towards him. This story is so good. The prodigal son story in Luke 15, 11 to 32. So I'm only going to read uh, just a chunk of this story, but I really encourage you guys to read the full thing. Just because it's a bit longer, I'm only going to read from verse 18 to 24. So in verse 18, it says, I will, this is the son, I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quickly, bring out the best robe for the guest of honor and put it on him and give him a ring for his hand and sandals for his feet and bring the fattened calf and slaughter it and let us invite everyone and feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was as good as dead and is alive again. He, is, he was lost and has been found. So they began to celebrate. The son was ready to start at the bottom as a slave even though he was a son. He was ashamed. And as he was walking home, the dad saw him and came running. He didn't wait for his son to get to him. He saw him and he ran to him and he met him in the middle he didn't get to him and shame him or get angry with him or turn him away. He embraced him. He threw a party for him because his son was lost and he was found. You are God's child. And nothing can change that ever. No matter who you are or what you've done, his love for you is unimaginable. And his grace and forgiveness is extended towards you. Jesus died for everyone and every sin his thoughts and his feelings towards his sons and his daughters are so beyond what we even know and if we could count them they would outnumber the sand he delights in you he smiles at you every single day and is so proud of you no matter what you've done no matter who you are where you've been he's so blown away by you and i'm not talking about your accomplishments 
or your awards or your talents, but I'm talking about you. He's blown away by you. (laughs) We are unworthy, but Jesus is worthy. (laughs) We are not enough, but Jesus is enough. So that is enough. His arms are always open. I also saw this on Instagram. Uh, It says, sometimes we are so ashamed of ourselves that we automatically feel like Jesus is too. But he's not. He knew you would struggle. He knew you would make some wrong decisions. He knew you would go through some rough phases. But he still chose the cross. Don't run from him. Run to him. And this song by Maverick City, To You, is so good. I really recommend anything from Maverick City is good. Let's be real. But to you, I'm coming back to you. It's so good. I'm not going to sing on here, but yeah, um, go listen to that. <laughs> um, a verse in Jeremiah 31, 3, it says, the Lord appeared to me from ages past saying, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I've drawn you and continued faithfulness to you. Oh, so good. In 1 John 14, it says, Remember, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect love, complete, full-grown love, drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. I think in my time of struggle, I was I was fearful. I was fearful and I was afraid that... I was afraid of what Jesus thought of me. And with what I was walking through, like, I, I was afraid. And, and I was... <laughs> like I said, I was begging. Like, I was like, Jesus, please don't hate me. Like, don't for like don't leave me and I'm like looking back I'm just like holy cow like he was there and he was just like just rest in my love like my love is perfect and it drives out that fear and he loves us guys like like his love like I just can't even fully grasp it it's it's so good and you cannot I'm telling you no relationship no no success, no nothing can compare. Nothing can compare. And my hope is that everybody, all of you listening, can get a chance to experience that love. And I want you to know that God chooses you every single day. I mean, he has every right and reason to walk out on us, but yet he chooses us over and over and over again. God gave us a free will. He doesn't force himself on us. He doesn't he gives us a choice and he will always be knocking there on your door every single day. It's your choice if you want to open it or not. But he will always choose you. He will always choose us every single day. But it's if we are going to choose him. I can promise you this. That God will never leave you or abandon you. His love is unfailing and endures forever. He's always with you closer than your very breath and heartbeat. His hand of grace and mercy are always extended towards you. And he looks at you with the biggest smile. There's so much about God's beautiful character that I could touch on. This episode would probably be 
well it'd probably be an episode that goes on for eternity (laughs) um it just blows my mind that this mighty god of ours who can do anything that he wants us and for us to be a part of what he's doing that he's so gentle kind and patient with us before i end this off there's this verse in exodus 3 4 6 to 7 and it talks about god's character and the I was going to talk on it, but the Bible Project did such a fantastic job walking through it line by line and explaining it. So I just wanted to encourage you guys to go watch their video on it because I don't think I could do a good job explaining that verse like they did. Um, but I want to encourage you guys to let the truth about who God is root into your heart and spirit. And there's so much you can learn about who he is through every story in the Bible. There's so much that I continue to learn about him. Oh, he is so good, man. He doesn't disappoint. He's so good. He's like, it's so cool to learn about our mighty God, our Savior, the one who died for us and rose again. Like God does a lot for us, which is amazing. And I'm so thankful for, but it's who he is that just, who he is and his character just blows my mind. He's so good to us, guys. You know that saying, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. That's a good that's a good line right there. But I I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode and I'm so excited for the next episode as I feature a very special guest. But I pray that you guys have a week filled with God's love, peace, and joy. And I just want to remind you guys that you can listen to this podcast on YouTube at Life's a Hike Podcast as well. And my Instagram is Life's a Hike Podcast if you want to go check that out. But I hope you guys have a great day or evening or night, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening from. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Bye.